Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clocks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clocks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us for our love revolution where we discuss ideas and concepts that help us love ourselves and each other more because we need more love in the universe. That's right. We always need more love. Yes, we do. So on today's show, we got another exciting topic for you guys. We're going to talk about why is it so hard to admit when you're wrong in relationships? Hmm. Whether you're single, whether you're a couple, everybody goes through it. Maybe you feel like your partner doesn't do it. Maybe your partner feels like you don't do it. Or maybe you feel like you don't do it. So we're going to keep it real with each other. We're going to have an honest conversation. Yes, we are. But before we get started, let's catch up with the clocks. So babe, how's your week been? What's been new? What's been happening? I've had a great week doing a lot of business, organizing, organized mm-hmm. my office, changed some things around. That always makes me happy. Yes, you, did. you did an amazing job. Thank babe. you. Yeah. Thank you. I like getting organized and having things just so. I feel like I get more energy, I'm more creative, and it's easier for me to complete my tasks. Hey, I love it, love it, love it. Yeah. You're definitely going to be chilling in this office. Yeah, much, I'm going to be more. spending a lot more time in the office. Yeah, so just good, FYI. Good, good job. You, you have an amazing taste in uh, decorating and Aww. organizing. So I've always loved that about you. Thanks, babe. Appreciate yes. that. How was your week, Anthony? This was actually a really good week. Yeah, how come? You, you know, as we talked about in another episode, me and you, we kind of been going through some uh, landmines and fighting to grow and going through some the stuff. The battlefield. Yes, 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 which is a part of all relationships. Yes. And that's how you get to the next level. And once we were done and got to a place where we were much better, it was like there was another part of me that woke up and mm-hmm. Everything just connected. And so when we started doing business and working, my flow was just off the hook. My intuition is just off the hook. So I've been waiting for a long time to get to this point where I can start running at the pace that I want to run now. Mm-hmm. And everything is clicking. So everything's in alignment. I'm excited. Yay. And I'm um, looking forward to the future. Yay. That makes me happy. Make some, get some big, big things Here popping. comes the sun. Broke on through to the other side. There Sometimes you, you got to have a breakdown to get a breakthrough, there Anthony. You go, so you we did it. It was worth the battles. Yes, it was. Good job. Yes, it was. Good job to you, too. Good job. I love you. I appreciate you. Right. Which Even when I'm mad at you, I still love you. Right. Oh, which is actually a perfect segue. <laughs> yes. Good job. Good job. <laughs> to why is it so hard? To admit when you're in a relationship or even when you're dating, to admit when you're wrong. Mm. And everybody does it. Yes. That's a really interesting topic. You know, I think most of the time people don't want to admit they're wrong because it doesn't feel good. And Mm. we always want to feel good. We're always trying to do everything to feel good. I think that's Mm -hmm. one thing. Also, a lot of times you don't think you're wrong. And it's hard to Mm say I'm wrong when you do not believe that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think in committed relationships, something that I've realized is we don't share the same reality all of the time. Mm -hmm. There are times where we can be in the same room, we could be having the same conversation, but we're perceiving it completely different. Mm -hmm. And so when you believe your reality, when you believe your experience, it's really hard to say I'm wrong. When you don't believe you're wrong. Right. Um, if there's evidence and you still won't accept the evidence that you're wrong, mm-hmm. it's still really hard to say that you're wrong. I think it's a really deep, deep thing to grasp because 
if you know for a fact, let's say you have the proof and everything that your partner was wrong, mm-hmm. did something and they don't want to admit it. I think it's much deeper than just the relationship. So you think about it. When we start off in school, the first thing you learn in grade school is right and wrong. Yeah. And when you're right, you get rewarded by the teacher. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember that in first grade? Oh, yeah. Gold stars. And gold stars, right. Happy faces. Right. So when you're right, you get rewarded and celebrated. And if you're wrong, not only do you get reprimanded, right, punished, but you're also going to get humiliated. And ridiculed. And ridiculed. I remember how hard it was being in class in school. Mm-hmm. And when you're wrong and the class laughs at you and you get humiliated as a kid, that's traumatizing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people go through that when they're little. And spankings yeah. when you were wrong. You know, people got beat for being wrong. So as adults, I'm sure yeah. it's not easy to just kind of go, okay, now I'm wrong. Yeah. Then there's this belief that if you're wrong, then you're a bad person or you're not smart mm-hmm. or you're less than. And so I think that at the core, at the root of it, that's what's really going on. You know, so our whole society has taught us that if you're wrong, then you're bad. And so, of course, nobody wants to be wrong. And then in relationships, when you're considered wrong, nobody wants to look bad in front of their partner. So not only do you feel bad about yourself, but then now you got to feel bad because now your partner's looking at you differently. Or you may feel like they are and looking down on you. So I think it's hard for a lot of people to admit it sometimes when you're wrong. Yeah, I think so too. And you're right, This there is some trauma that comes from being a child and being wrong. And even though when we grow up, we know like, eh, nobody's going to spank me or, I mean, they could, but yeah, normally right. <laughs> no one's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Nothing really bad is going to happen if you're wrong. But I could definitely see, I mean, we understand that people filter their reality through their own brain files, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we all have different realities. So there could be one person that maybe didn't get traumatized from being wrong and is very comfortable saying they're wrong, where someone else who got in a lot of trouble and was really traumatized has a really hard time admitting when they're wrong. But for me, the thing that that I've realized is when you admit that you're wrong, you could see yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you can grow and make changes. But when you cannot admit that you're wrong, then you're pretty much doomed to keep making the same choices over and over again, because you're not going to grow from it. Mm -hmm. You've buried it and said it's not even happening. So if it's not happening, why would you change it? Right. And And I think that's in relationships, that's the tough part, because there's a lot of times where your partner may be perceiving you as as wrong mm-hmm. deep down inside you don't perceive it as wrong yeah and so then what happens is that the person starts pressuring you your partner starts pressuring you and pushing you and nagging you and forcing you and yelling and screaming at you to mm-hmm. admit that you're wrong right and if you're not wrong from your perspective truly in your heart then yeah. you're not going to just be like oh okay, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll be wrong because you yeah. said that course because then that teaches negative behavior negative reinforcement so that means the next time your partner feels like you did something wrong just because they feel like it mm-hmm. they feel like oh i'll do that again right. and ha, huh, you're wrong again and if you're going to be the one that's wrong over and over and over and over in a relationship you're not going to have a relationship for very long nope nobody wants to be in that kind of relationship Mm-mm. and you know we talked about this before I realized that in relationships, most of the time when people are wrong, mm-hmm. it's literally like a sitcom. Right. It is literally a sitcom. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are those moments when your partner is dead wrong. You're busted. You know it. You see it. But a lot of times it's miscommunication. Right. 
And so, for example, every sitcom is the exact same thing. Somebody's in the house and they're talking about killing it at the dance or killing it at the party or killing it somewhere. But then somebody else walks in in the middle of the conversation and hears, <laughs> I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill, kill it. And then they step back and go, oh, my God, who are they going to kill? And then they start making assumptions about all of this stuff. And then it goes back and forth. And the other person approaches the other person. It's like, who are you going to kill? I didn't say I was going to kill anybody. You said in the room. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. And it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then at the end, everything comes out and everybody goes, oh, okay, we got it screwed up. It's a miscommunication. Miscommunication until the next time. You know, that wrong issue is, is very touchy. It can go a lot of ways. Every couple says, we need help with communication. Almost every couple says that we need help Mm -hmm. with communication. And the thing about communication is, and that's why there's the sitcom and the miscommunication is everyone is filtering their communication through their brain files. Mm -hmm. So everyone communicates in their own way. And we have some common ways of communicating, but then there's little variables and little tweaks on how we communicate Mm -hmm. that are very personal to us. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed you say to me all the time, the way my brain works is, mm-hmm. and you're always explaining to me how you think because your communication is how you think. Mm-hmm. And most people are not aware of their brains enough to go, well, this is how my brain sees it, or this is how I think. They just think everyone communicates exactly like they do, which causes miscommunication. Why didn't you know that? You should know that. But Sometimes people don't know what you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge part of why it's hard for people to say I'm sorry is because they're just being themselves Mm -hmm. and they don't think they're doing anything wrong. They think you're wrong because you're not doing it like them. Right. And so that's it's a tough one. It's a tough one to say you're sorry. It's a tough one to say you're wrong Mm -hmm. when you do not believe you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You and I do a lot of... uh, Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> because we both believe we're right. And it will it can get really nasty if we spend a lot of time trying to force each other to believe each other's reality. That really helps yeah. me. It, it helps me a lot. When I think of when I listen to what you say, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, that is not even what happened. You're like, it is what happened. We were in the same place. I'm like, OK, we just experienced dual reality. Like right. we were in two different realities in that moment. I experienced this way. He experienced it that way. We are going to either battle and keep going, but neither one of us is giving in because it truly is our experience. So sometimes we just have to agree to disagree. I agree. You know, for me, and this is something that I had to work on. For me, it's I have a hard time when someone tries to help force me into being wrong Mm -hmm. or tell me my intentions of what I was doing and why I did it. That drives me crazy. And I grew up dealing with that a lot. And it traumatized me as a kid. Perfect example. There was this uh, girl named Kim when I was about like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had a crush on her, kind of not. And I was playing on her stoop with her. And her father, he must have been actually about nine. And there was a glass that she had out. And she knocked it over. And it Mm -hmm. broke. And her parents came out. And her then she turned around and blamed it on me. Mm. And they were yelling at me. I think the mother even hit me, if I'm not wrong. Wow. And it just really traumatized me and hurt me because I kept trying to explain to them that, no, I didn't do that. 
Mm-hmm. I did not, and they just kept coming at me. And I had multiple situations in my life as a young child where that happened. There was another time where there was I was playing with a water balloon, and I threw it. But when I threw it, it slipped because it, it wobbles when you throw it. Mm-hmm. And it went in the complete opposite direction and hit this lady from our building, mm-hmm. this older lady. And everybody was there, and everybody turned around and said, he did it on purpose. I admitted that I did it, but I was trying to explain to them that it wasn't on purpose. It was an accident. I was literally throwing it the other way. And they all jumped on me. No, we saw it, and you did it intentionally, you. And boy, I got in trouble for that. I got I got whipped really bad mm-hmm. and was punished for like a week right. and told that I'm punished even longer because I'm lying about it. And oh, so, well, that was a popular one back in the day. Yeah. You get extra punishment because you won't admit it and you're lying. Even right. when you know you didn't do yeah, it. Exactly. They so, force you to admit it. So that's why, oh, I'm, so painful. That's why I'm so <laughs> sensitive about that. Yeah. And that's why I've always said, if I am wrong, mm-hmm. if I can see it, right. then I'm going to admit it. Right. And if that's not my intention, I'm going to admit it. Oh, and, but that's the rabbit hole, Anthony, is we can't always see right, it. Right, now that's the catch. That's yeah. why I said, if I see it. Yeah. Now, if I don't see it, I'm open-minded. Like, okay, you know what? I didn't see it. I don't think that happened. But right. I'm going to be open. I'm going to see, just pay attention cause, to see if right. that's a pattern, if it happens again. Mm-hmm. But I'm always self-reflecting. I'm always looking at myself, always trying to figure out how can I get better. Right. And also, how can I not be so sensitive about it when people do accuse me of stuff like that. And so that's my self-work that I've been working on for a long time. Right. And I've gotten way, way better. But I still notice, being perfectly honest, that it's still there a little bit. Right. And so it's one of my triggers. You get extra sensitive? Yeah. yeah, So have you come up with any ways to deal with that? One of the ways I've come up with to deal with it is to, first of all, remind myself EIP. There are no mm-hmm. accidents and no mistakes. No mistakes. Everything that's unfolding is unfolding for my greater good. This happened for a reason. Right. And maybe to make me self-reflect. And if I can't figure out the reason, I just accept it. Also, I remind myself that so what what the other person thinks. Mm-hmm. I can't control other people's reality. Yeah. I can't force them to believe me. So if you don't, I'm at peace with it. I'm in alignment with it. And if you're not in alignment with it or whoever it is, I can't do anything about that. I could only share my perspective, I can explain, I can show you any proof or whatever that I could come up with. And after that, if it's still not accepted, then it's like, oh, well, I can't do anything about that. Well, we all have to recognize that our emotions are Mm. our emotions. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And they are created from our thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. So we attach meaning to everything. So what you just described is you had a few experiences growing up where you were uh, labeled the bad guy when you were not the bad guy, which traumatized you. So it makes sense that you would have a little bit of extra sensitivity if you felt that was happening in real time. So that's your job to work on that. And that's the same thing for everyone. If something is getting you, like getting you, getting you, like you can't shake it, you can't move past it, it's probably because you've had some type of trauma or experience with that subject and it's being revisited. Your your brain is going right back to the emotions that you felt in those moments in your past. You have a file for that. Your brain has created a file and that thought has an emotion attached to it and so those emotions come up. 
I struggle with that when, especially when we get into it, like it can be over, we could agree. It takes me a little while to calm down my emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is kind of what we're discussing. My mom never said sorry. She never admitted she was wrong. And she would create chaos. I mean, Mm -hmm. complete chaos. Get drunk, everything get torn up, get in a fight. Somebody went to jail and there was never an apology or even an acknowledgement that I created chaos and it affected you. So for me, it takes me a long time to be able to calm down those emotions because having to be with someone that says they love you, but they never acknowledge that they're hurting you and they never acknowledge that they were part of that hurt creates a big emotion in me. So I have to work through that Mm -hmm. and I have to take time to myself. I generally have to go within and go deep. And the way that I manage it is I just have a talk with myself and I calm myself down, tell myself everything's going to be okay. You're growing right now. You're recognizing that you have some leftover emotion Mm -hmm. from your childhood that you still need to work through and that's okay. You're going to get on the other side of this. It's called life work. Exactly. I'm a life coach. It's life work. I know my clients go through this. I go through it too. Also, this one really helps me. I always tell myself what I'm going through, I'm going to help somebody else go through it one day. I'm taking the path so that I can coach someone else through it. That always makes me feel a lot better. That's a little tip. When you focus on helping someone else, it generally takes away your self struggle. When you're struggling, you're in pain about something. If you can think about like, how can I help someone else that it generally calms it down for me. Also being wrong creates innovation. Being wrong creates new thoughts. Being wrong creates new energy. It creates new ideas. It sparks creativity because your brain's going to go try to figure out what you did wrong, why you did it wrong, how you could have done it better. So I tend to really kind of focus on that, like something great's going to come out of this on the other side. I'm really growing right now. I am being cracked open, all the memes, right? Like I'm being cracked open so the light can shine through. It's happening for a reason. Like it really is the self-talk and you have to be really careful because if you're trying not to be wrong, your ego is going to show up. And once the ego shows up, it's going to try to talk you into avoiding your growth. It's going to try to talk you into avoiding your seeing yourself and trying to focus you on someone else so that you don't look at yourself. You know, I think the, and now that you touch on that, another part of that is the fact that people become narrow-minded. Yes. Anytime someone challenges your perspective, mm-hmm. then the body goes into survival mode. Right. The uh, Your blood pressure increases. You go into freeze, f- fight or flight mode. cortisol levels increase, your adrenaline increases, and then the parts of the brain that would be responsible for empathy, open-mindedness, understanding, memory, compassion, compassion, those centers of the brain literally shut down. And that's what narrow-minded is. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's just a perspective, the body still responds as if it's fighting for its life. And so when a person's narrow-minded and those parts of the brain aren't working, they don't hear you. They're not going to agree with you. They see you as the adversary. They see you as a threat to them. Yep. And they're going to shut down and then you're not going to get it out of them. 
And then when that person does that, they're going to say or do something that triggers the other person. Right. Then the other person gets pissed off and go, what do you mean? I'm a liar. I saw what you did and then you're a liar. Right. And that person becomes narrow-minded. Now you got two narrow-minded people trying to solve this serious situation. Right. And the more you keep pushing against that person to get them to try to force them to admit they're wrong, the more narrow-minded they're going to become. Right. And then if you keep doing it, they're going to go get people that are narrow-minded that agree with them. They get proof. They're going to get proof, and then they're mm-hmm. going to form an army of people back then. And so it goes on and on and on and on and on. And you can see it in politics. You can see it in all areas yeah. of our society. Oh, yeah. Right. And so when somebody's in that state or when you're in that state, odds of people admitting that they're wrong is probably not going to happen. Right. Now, so what do you do if you want to communicate with somebody that's narrow-minded? First of all, back off. Back off. Take a time out. Go relax. Go do something to enjoy yourself. Distract yourself. And once you do that, then the centers of the brain that aren't functioning will start to work again. And you'll stop being narrow-minded. And then go back to that person and have the conversation then. And then when you're having a conversation, make sure that you're listening. The most important thing is that person wants to feel like you're trying to understand them. So once that person feels like you're actually listening to them and understanding them, they'll start off really like still riled up. And I did this and I said that because of this. But as you keep listening, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, then they'll calm down. And so I did this because of that. And this is why I did it. And then you'll let them calm down completely. And once a person comes back from being narrow-minded, the natural tendency is for them to want to reciprocate that back to you. Mm-hmm. So then that's when they'll tend to ask you, they'll calm down and be like, so yeah, that's why I did that. Um, so why'd you do that? Now they're open to hearing you. And so that whole, you know, coming at people, trying to force them to admit they're wrong, they're not going to do it. Now, if you're wrong and you see it, it truly is to your benefit if you want to grow to see, go, oh, my bad. I saw that. Okay. But here's the thing with that too, people. If your partner does that and they admit that they're wrong, you can't keep coming back over and over again for years and going, yeah, because you're wrong all the time now because of that time. And I think that will bother one of the things that makes people not want to admit when they're wrong right. is because that could become how you're labeled from then on in. Right. You always do this. You always do that. You always, and then you're back in that loop again. Well, that's a, that common, that's a common one in marriages, the always or mm-hmm. you never... And it gets hard sometimes, especially if you have history with the person. Right. It's easy to say you always, because you start to notice something over and over and over again, and it feels like always. So you do have to be aware of using absolutes. Using absolutes is a huge trigger that's going to make you fight more. It is never going to go down well. But that's one of the things I think about, you know, having disagreements mm-hmm. and Honestly, just having fights, like you learn that stuff. Like we right. learned, we learned absolutes pretty early on because we both used to do it. And even now, sometimes it'll still happen to mm. both of us. So it's learning how to communicate. It's learning how each other communicates. You and I communicate very, very differently. And it's taken some real fights to understand what those differences are because we don't necessarily know until we disagree. It just seems Mm -hmm. like we're on the same page all the time and we're, you know, we're just kind of enjoying life together. But then when we see something different or experience it differently than each other, then we have to be able to communicate that to each Mm -hmm. other and accept that we're different and not try to make each other be the same. And you know, I think also with some people, couples and singles, one of the reasons why people don't want to admit that they're wrong 
mm-hmm. is because they don't want their partner to be right. <laughs> yeah, that that could be true. I yeah. can see that. It's not so much. That I they, see that yeah. in politics. I yeah. feel like people in politics do not want to admit when they're wrong because they don't want the other person to be right. right. I could definitely it's, see that. It's like you you always say spike in the football. Yeah. Right. They don't. People don't want that thrown in their face. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't want to give you that win. But then that becomes tit for tat in, yeah. the, in a lot of relationships. You know what blows me out? out blows me away? Mm-hmm. The older generation, our previous generations, yes. they took it to a whole new level. Yeah. You know, they have the that mindset and they would say this. Never admit when you're wrong. Yeah. Never admit when you're wrong. Well, take I think it, that's take why it, my take, mom... Take it to the grave. That's why my mom would create havoc and act like it never happened. It used to make me feel crazy like, do you see what just happened? Mm. And then nothing. Right. Let's just pretend it didn't happen and keep talking about it like it didn't happen, yeah, they, which meant it's going to happen again. And yeah, it did. Which they basically create their own reality. Yeah. And so right. many people from uh, the past generations, they, they stick to that. It's like, nope, take it to your grave. Yeah. Never admit when you're wrong. Never give them the luxury of having you apologize. Right. Well, you know what else I noticed also from that generation? As much as they created their reality of not ever being wrong, they were also very quick to tease yeah, and yeah. make fun of and just antagonize mm-hmm. anyone who was wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope people are changing this behavior. Taunting kids and laughing at them when they mm-hmm. make a mistake it's just not a good idea. Mm-hmm. That stuff is traumatizing. And the older generations, for some reason, got a lot of pleasure out of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we have so many hypersensitive people today. People were taught not to be wrong. And then if they were wrong, they were just teased and ridiculed and made fun of. So people are just hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we're learning, you know, we're learning about ourselves, we're learning about our minds, we're learning to have compassion for each other. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that being wrong is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Get something out of it. I really believe like if you want to change yourself, you have to bombard your system with information that matches who you want to become, right? So I watch a lot of motivational videos and inspirational videos. And in one of my videos, it just talks about, like, I'll show you how great I am. It's like a Muhammad Ali quote. And I love that quote because it's like, just be great. And when you fail, you're going to be greater because you're going to learn faster. And the actual name of the inspirational video is why we fail. Mm -hmm. And we fail because we're afraid to try. We're afraid to try because we're afraid to be wrong because we might fail. But you fail if you don't try. You fail if you're never wrong. Mm -hmm. It's the wrongs that make it right. Mm -hmm. The wrongs that help you grow. The wrongs that help you learn. So if you can just kind of move into that, like you don't want to show up and be like, I won't be wrong every day. (laughs) Like you don't want to be that guy or that girl. But be okay. Give it a new meaning. Give being wrong a new meaning. Give it the meaning of growth. Give it the meaning of understanding. Give it the meaning of learning. Like if we can relabel it, we'll feel different about it. And if we could feel different about it, then we could get our growth a lot faster. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with being wrong and admitting that you're wrong. But I also get we create our own reality and we're not always. I think I wrote something about this the other day. We may not be on the same page sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're not even reading the same book. 
And if we're not reading the same book, yeah. then we're not having the same experience. And we yeah. have to recognize that. And most people don't realize that. They think we're all seeing it the same. No, not at all. And Everybody, we're not. No, everybody's creating their own reality. Yes. And it's like that. We do this in our classes. We have this elephant illusion thing that we use. And we show this picture of an elephant. And you can't tell how many legs that it has. It looks like it has four. Then at points, it looks like it has six or sometimes like eight. And then yeah. we ask people, how many legs do you see? And everybody throws out a number. Then we go, okay, we're going to tell you who's right and who's wrong. And for that second, everybody just like is holding their breath. Nobody wants to get it wrong. Right. And everybody wants to get it right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's right. It's an illusion. If you look at it, you can see four legs. If you look at it a different way, move over to a little more, you can see eight legs. If you move over a little more, you can see six. So now the key is to just open up your mind and change your perspective because it's all perception. Yes. So you can move over and look through the other person's eyes and go look where they're standing. You'll see six. Now you go move over to the other person where they're standing, put yourself in their shoes, and you'll see eight. And so nobody's wrong. It's just your vantage point. So, for example, if somebody's wrong, I don't care for the most part. <laughs> I do not give a damn if you're wrong. Everybody's going to be wrong sometime right. or another. Right. And I'm not going to give it a big reaction. I'm not going to be all, you were wrong, and you didn't remember. It's just like, oh, what happened? Oh, oh, you made a mistake? You were wrong. Okay, cool. All right. Oh, you don't want a minute? Mm, okay, cool. That's your life. Whatever. <laughs> right. I don't like it when, when people come at me with it. Because right. it's like, I'm not going to come at other people with it. Don't come at me with it. It's just, this is me. I'm doing me. I'm living my life. Doing the best that I can. Trying to be as honest as I can. As real as I can. And that's pretty much it. But to get all bent out of shape and freaked out and this and that. Now, if somebody was really did something traumatic or right. something really, I get that. Right. But if it's just like, okay, they made a mistake. Or, oh, they didn't know better. Or, oh, they did it that way and it didn't work out. It's like so what to me. Or it wasn't their intention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't like stressing over stuff that's like, it's like a small thing to a giant. I right. save that for things that are really, really important. If we can allow ourselves to be wrong, it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to let other people be wrong. Mm-hmm. And it also helps us create a lot of love and compassion, even if they don't admit they're wrong and we can still love them and still be kind to them. Or when they do admit they're wrong, still love them and be kind to them. Then we grow in love and compassion. We grew from it and we can grow from it either way that it goes down. If loving you is wrong, baby, I don't want to be right. <laughs> So take I that. will receive that. There you go. Thank you so much. There you go. So people, loving us is right. Yes. So don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong. To go there, you got to grow there, and that's part of the growth process. It may not always feel good. It may not always feel comfortable, but in the end, it will definitely be worth it. Be the bigger person and be the example to your partner. You got this. So on that note, people, great show. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. If you guys didn't get a chance yet, make sure you pick up a copy of our book, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, available on Amazon.com. And if you want to coach with The Amazing Clocks, go check out our website at TheAmazingClocks.com. And we are also adding free monthly webinars that we're doing. So go to our website and sign up for that, Couples and Singles. We do them once a month. And it's absolutely free. And last but not least, if you're interested in becoming a life coach, check out our life coach training and certification course at the Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy 
Com. That's the Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy dot com. And I'm bringing back the I want to get married now class. Hey. It's coming back in June. So go to the amazingclarks.com and you will see a link to that in all of our socials and our link tree. And we are the Amazing Clarks. There you go. We gave it to you. Now what you're going to do with it. See you next time. See you next time.